And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Here we are, Spike's Car Radio on a Wednesday. How are you folks? I hope you're doing well. we got a good show for you today. Uh, our friends from across the pond... The carguys.tv. Damien and Jason are going to be with us. Um, you may recall. You probably wouldn't recall. If, you, uh, if you've watched their videos on YouTube, they keep taking Spike's Car Radio merch and putting it in the boot of the car during the review. And um, my kids saw it, and boy, were they impressed that I was on YouTube. Anyway, uh, Damien and Jason are going to be on in a little bit. Um, today's episode sponsored by our friends at Hodinky. Dot com and ticket dismissers. We will get to both of those. Um, yesterday I was out kart racing, Zuckerman, with our friend James Marsden, who, who says hello to you, of course. Um, we went out to a place, uh, Phil Giebler Racing, who's got this high-speed kart racing outfit, kind of a drive-and-drive setup. We had about uh, five or maybe like ten of these racing carts, two strokes and four strokes, and uh, Cal Speed Raceway in Fontana just set up for us. We, we, we rented out the track. Everyone brought their kids. Neil Moritz, who makes the Fast and the Furious movies, brought his uh, lovely daughter Mimi. Uh, it was Mimi Moritz? Mimi Moritz was what there. What a great name. She was a great racer, too. Uh, my boys were there, Jack and James. And boy, it was 100 degrees. We were in, uh, you know, racing suits. It was real racing. You know, where you're just, you have to just keep drinking and drinking and drinking water. And you're flying around. And nothing against, you know, Cal Speed, but there's a nearby uh, steel mill and some sort of garbage depot. So there's wafting odors. Yes, because the zoning, the zoning for for racing is goes with the zoning for steel mills and and garbage dumps. It all adds to the fun, by the way. <laughs> like this is a lawless enterprise, and Phil has his big tent set up with his technicians and his engineers, and the carts up on stands, and breakfast items, and an air conditioned. You know, it was great. And he sat us all down, and I've done Jim Hall racing before, and that, uh, apparently this is where Phil and uh, Patrick Long got started doing Jim Hall. And he was inspired to kind of do the same thing, and so he has these, you know, it's, it's geared, I think, mostly towards serious racers who, you know, kids who want to pursue indie driving and Formula One racing. But everyone's, you know, uh, per Marsden's suggestion, I called him up and I said, could you do kind of an entry-level thing for our kids? And... It was amazing. Did you have fun? Yeah, that, like 10. We were there 9 to 4, just jamming around the track. You know, I get out there in the beginning. As you know, in my old age now, I get, car, I get motion sickness when I drive. So with wafting odors and heat and gas, I was about six laps in, jamming. And I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurl in a minute. So I had to hop out for maybe about 30 minutes before I had my sea legs back. Did you puke? I did not. No. no, and then the rest of the a disappointment. Yeah, it was disappointing. The rest of the day was fine after that. Oh, I'm disappointed you didn't puke. You know, there's something about the morning, and I was, you know, talking to the older guys, and I like, is this happening? They go, yeah, it's the morning, and it's coffee. And I rem- now I'm remembering, like every time I've this has happened to me on a track, it's usually early in the morning. Anyway, it's embarrassing, but it didn't matter. 
<clears throat> we were uh, racing against ourselves in Jamara. You have to do this, Zuckerman. Have you ever done anything like this? I have not, and I think my son would really like Odell it. Odell would love it. Yeah. yeah, and I bet your kids must have slept deeply. I bet they were beat. Wiped beat. out. But, I mean, most notably, uh, James Marsden uh, brings his son along, Jack, who's 19, right? Another good-looking young man uh, with a little bit of an artist's flair, right? His hair's a little long. And so I'm sizing him up before he gets on the track thinking, you know, his dad, by the way, he, he, he and uh, I went around the track. I was on him, but I couldn't quite grab him. Really? He knows how to, he knows how to go around a track. Really? Right? Yeah, he's jamming. He's done it before, but I'm not even going to make that excuse. He was out driving me. He was out driving me by, by quite a bit. He's got some talent. I think he's thinking about racing. I know when he was on the show a few weeks back, he was talking about racing for Ferrari. I think that might be going on. Oh, these privileged Mazdins. But then Jack, so then his son Jack shows up, <clears throat> and he blows the doors off his dad. Really? Yeah. Little Jack Marsden, happy-faced, good-looking young guy, strolls in, little late, racing suit, and beats his dad. And the two of them... That starts a day of the two of them going at each other to outdrive each other. And they keep going back and forth, back and forth. <clears throat> Ultimately, I think young Jack beat James Marsden. Look at that. But it that. was so much fun to watch them go at it, right? <clears throat> and my boys, you know, I've done these racing schools a bunch. On the first day, you are told never, don't pass anybody. Don't go near anybody. You're racing against yourself. Try to get your time down, right? The second uh, session those guys are doing, my boys by themselves, they are going after each other. Like, <clears throat> who are two famous, like, racing uh, food? Like, Nicky Fauda? Who is he always? <laughs> James Hill, or was it? Yeah, the, these two guys are. And, and I'm, I'm like, oh, Schumacher shit. Schumacher and Senna. Are, are they going to get in trouble? And, uh, and Phil is next to me, Phil Giebler and his text, and they're laughing. They're like, who are those guys? I go, those are my boys. He goes, they're really going after each other. And they are passing each other in turns. They're on each other's tail. It was so funny to watch that sibling rivalry, that competitive nature that usually is tamped down in the house. You guys got to knock it off. Out on the track, it was unbridled. They couldn't hear us. They were just going at it. And uh, I have to say, I really enjoyed... Now I can say I really enjoyed looking back because nobody hurt, got hurt. <laughs> but I really enjoyed watching them race. And it's the... <clears throat> I don't know if this is just a dad thing. And you might not have this because you have a boy and a girl. But it reminds me of my second favorite time when they had some sort of fitness coach working them out in the backyard every Saturday. And I, and I looked out the window, and they were boxing each other. <laughs> and I yelled down. I go, what, what, do you, what kind of workout is this? He goes, <clears throat> we're learning boxing. And I go, yeah, okay, this is great, and I'm enjoying this. I want you to tell my wife what's going on in the backyard because I think she's really going to love it. Erica was, of course, horrified, but it was – of course, it ended in tears when one punches one in the face and the other one, the street, street fights him. But it was one of – I don't know why I really enjoyed that moment. Because that's what you probably did with your brother Wally. And in the old days, you didn't have a coach come over. <laughs> you just had a fight. That was it. A coachless fight yeah, in the backyard the among it, siblings. The fight makes it safe. The fight makes it safe, well, which is yes, what I really but. liked about it. Um, let's talk about Hodinky Zuckerman. Uh, the Hodinky guys it. say hello too. Um, 
I was, on the I was on the phone with Ennery. He was telling me about this new product we're going to help them sell. We bought our, um, our Leaf Green 911T. Yes. He's got that. What a great car. I forgot about that I car. Know, that car is If amazing. you ever asked me if we owned one, I would have said no. Yeah. Until I you know. reminded well, me. Well, you'll be reminded because Ennery uses it all the time, and Hodinkee uses it a lot for their advertising. Um, anyway, they have an, an amazing new product for all of you watch guys. I'm going to read their ad, and then I'm going to tell you about it. The preeminent resource for all things watches has recently announced a new venture, Hodinky Insurance. Hodinky oh, I like the idea insurance. of this. Now I'm trying to think of how to take advantage of it, and I don't even know what it is. Created in partnership with Chubb. Chubb. The Chubb Group. <laughs> Chubb. I told them when we were going through the ad that you would laugh at that. When I say Chubb, Chubb, it's, oh, Chubb. Yeah, Chubb. Yeah. yeah, I got one of those. The world's premier insurer of valuable collectibles. Hodinkee Insurance is a game changer in how you protect the watches you love. It was designed by watch enthusiasts for watch enthusiasts, and it makes the process of insuring your watches as simple as possible by eliminating the typical pain points that can make insurance such a headache. You don't insure your watches, do you, Zuckerman? I have a rider you for do? some of them, but, yes. but it's difficult. See, I think you're going to get to a point about this. I it's am. A very, it's a, for me to get my watches on the rider, it ha, it's a very specific and onerous task. And, I, you know, according to the guys at Hodinkee, if you're putting it on your home insurance, yes. if they are stolen, you, can t you take a big ding. You take yes. a big premium ding. Well, here's what you're going to do now. You can download the Hodinkee app. And down there is not only all their great watch stuff were, that you can buy the old stuff, see the articles that they're writing. There's a little button there that says insurance. And I did it. We signed up a watch. And you take a picture of your watch and send it in, and it gets insured instantly, Zuckerman. Wow. Signing up just takes a few minutes. In most cases, you can instantly protect your watches with comprehensive insurance backed by two of the most trusted names in the industries. In most cases, you won't need independent appraisals. Did you hear that piece? Independent appraisals you won't like need you do them. with you the rider. <clears throat> yes, I agree. This is fantastic. No sales receipts. You won't even speak to an agent. Are you getting this, everybody? Depending on the deductibles, you will receive full worldwide coverage with appreciation protection, meaning that you're covered up to 150% of the watch's value up to the policy limit. Do you know what that means? Amazing. Right? We Amazing. do this with cars, right? You buy right, and suddenly your car is worth more than it was a year later. You get, you're having to get on the phone with an insurance agent who doesn't know the game and explain, like, no, the speedsters have gone up, lady. They got up. Didn't you see what happened to Monterey? Spike! Spike! Jerry's going to come on the show, but he's got a new book to promote. Anyway, it's built, it's built in. So if it, something happens to your watch and it's appreciated, you're insured up to 150% already. Do you get it? And when it does go beyond 150%, you're just sending them a little a note inside the app and telling them, I want you to look at this. And if they need to appraise it, they do it themselves. From your pictures, do you see how easy this is? They're making it. If if you don't get insurance <laughs> on your expensive valuables, it's usually because it's just a pain in the ass to do it. Now, with this pro procedure, I'm going to tell you, there's no excuse. If your shit gets stolen, yeah. now it's you did this to yourself. If your stuff gets stolen, right, I did this to myself backwards on your forehead. Look yeah, in the mirror. Yeah, exactly. And you, and you will say, <laughs> because this... 
really, I'm going to do this. This is a great idea. And they're not going to ask you a bunch of dumbass questions like, what do you do for a living? Where do you go? Are you flying a lot? Are you, uh, are you a flight attendant? Are you traveling? Are you in hotels where things are stolen? They just ensure you watch. Now that's I'm getting what mad. They, that's what those guys. Remember <clears throat> the guys that were that? at Chaconis? The Chaconis story oh, the from Chaconis a year guys. ago. The, and they <laughs> thought they were ballers. The two really, the, the, the D-level hookers. They, Took their Rolexes. Yeah, They would be them. covered in that situation. They would have been covered. They, they could have had a nice, they could have slept off the roofies, woken <laughs> up, and got themselves new watches. They could have, Zuckerman, at the dinner before they went to the hotel room with the girls, down they could have got the insurance right there at the table. Yes. It's that fast. Mm. You can then they could have said, "All right, it's well, on." So see, the Hodicky guys didn't mention this, but you're right. This is if your watches are uninsured and you're in Vegas and you meet some girls who want to take you back to a hotel and room, you're just and and you and really you're not as lucky as you think you are. They've targeted you because you're a fat, but stupid schlub. Download the Hodicky app and insure your. Watch watches just to make sure so then you're only a fat schlub you're not stupid you're You're actually you're smart schlub you have a little fun one of you is going to get roofied roofied but you get you get to get your watch back hodinky insurance do you know i have identified (laughs) who hooker protection is what you're saying i have identified those two guys and i know who they are and I'm going to see if I can make contact and say, please come on the show and walk us through. Because, you know, 2020 is so different than 2019. Yes. This would be a nice walk back in yesteryear when you're at a bar, when you're with it amongst all sorts of people, when some scantily clad lady, she's looking a little bit like roadkill, but you've had four or five martinis, so it's all fun. And she comes up to you and says, let's go to your house. Look, Zuckerman and I know this, but let us teach you this, watch stolen hooker men. The... The things you think we like you for, the, the way you look, your success, your watches and your things are not. We like you despite that. And when you have a story like this, you are coming on this podcast and potentially becoming some of the most likable guests we've ever had. Right. Because you're being honest about Human. your screw up. Human and I've and got a human. Long that will make list all of, of like screw ups. You. I've done so many stupid things and in we've my life. Done them. And that's what that's makes why we laugh. Boy, you know It's relatable. I want, you probably haven't heard it, but Chris Rock on Howard Stern yesterday on the drive up to the track was one of the, one of the greatest interviews I've ever heard. It's really just, Chris Rock just laid himself bare about his learning disabilities and his divorce. And it was such a fascinating interview, but it's exactly what I was just saying about, yes. I thought I liked him enough and I know him personally a little bit, but you just, you love the guy after he just goes, this is my struggle. This is what has been my struggle. And this is what we do, even personally, or when we sit around and talk and laugh, it's mainly about times we're stupid. But if I go into a jury trial, we always say we take our client's shit and we put it up on the mantelpiece and celebrate it. And that's, <laughs> and that's, that's what the jurors like about the clients. We can't make our clients saints. We can celebrate their faults. Hodinky insurance is available. We went on a tangent. (laughs) To U.S. residents in all 50 states here in the United States, visit hodinky.com forward slash insurance or download the app, which is, you got to download the app anyways because that's the quickest way to the news and the watches and everything else. What a smart thing. And there's a big Hodinky button there, insurance button. I did it. I signed up a watch. Here's the other thing I didn't mention, the, uh, and then we'll get off it. You're giving them way too much time. Um, They owe us money. They have, um, but they're very kind to us. You're right. They, you can upload your whole collection 
into the site, but you don't have to insure it. And then you can insure stuff for a couple of months and then trade that insurance for the next one. You just keep moving it around and the premium just adjusts. It's like a, it's a, you know how when you cancel insurance and eventually you get a check back or a credit? Right. It's all instantaneous. There have it's been really a lot impressive. of smash cool. and grab robberies in L.A. People, people's houses get broken into, yeah. and the thieves know to go right to the nightstand yes. and get the Rolexes. This is a very smart, smart thing. And it's easy. I really compliment these guys for cleverness. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they're clever. Um, You had a bit of an adventure this morning. Let me set the table. I was... Quickly, hastily putting together the equipment and the show and dealing with kids and school and running over to the place where Zuckerman has his cars. And you called and you said, I just turned around. Tell, tell everyone what you said to me on the phone. I told you that Smokey, the bandit, the guy who stole the 87 I had been spotted near my office. Who I had, spotted him? I got a call from, my, from my, my CFO, John Levy. And John Levy said to me, the guy who took your 911, his, he's, he's here on a bicycle. He's sitting on the wall at a building next to the office, just down the alley. And he's, he's, he's there. And, and Juan. And, you, and you, you called me and you said, look, I'm turning around. The guy who stole the 87 <laughs> might be in the parking lot. I'm going to go pick him up and bring him <laughs> and bring him to the podcast. <laughs> and, I was, and that was my serious intention because, and I got there. He, no, no. Uh, uh, I could not have been more excited by that phone and call. And you said, "Wait, I'll if he, I'll just come to you." Because <laughs> this, this is like Rachel Maddow. You know, when Maddow does a show, she goes, "You know, I had a whole show prepared for you, but there's just been a huge development." I was like, "This is our huge development." This is our huge development. So what so, happened? So, and Juan confirmed the identity. I said, "I'm on my way. Don't spook him." And so, of course. They were playing. They were playing spy. One guy was up the alley, and the other, and and Juan was down the alley. And I'm like, oh God, they're spooking him. But uh, I saw his bike, his grimy bike, and I saw his grimy He's backpack. He's got the bike back. And uh, but he wasn't there. No wait, he left the bike when he stole our car. Yes, he did. So he had stolen another bike, of course. <laughs> and and so I parked the car quickly, and he came out from the bushes, probably having relieved himself. Number one and two. Tell and us I, what he looks like. Describe him. Remember there was all those hair products in the car and yes. dyes? Well, yes, he dyes his hair. He has a little mop top that he keeps dyed. How tall but is he? He's, is he's, he's probably about 5'10", 5'9", 5'10". He's very skinny because he, he likes to smoke, smoke meth. He's Caucasian. He's, if I had a peg, I might say, maybe has a little Italian in him. Um, and he has, he's out of his mind unfortunately <laughs> i must have caught him it must have caught him at the wrong time in his addiction cycle well, it's, it's the first hour of work for him tuesday right. morning so he so was not quite get right to work. Ahead. he was really dirty too the poor guy i feel sorry for drug addicts and homelessness you, you but he's a thief yeah but he's a sick he's got an illness and and so wait so let, I'm gonna, let me tell you did, you walked up to him i walked up to describe, him and i said and yes. i and john was with me i said john get out of here you know, so i said listen he started getting his backpack on quick and started going to his bike because he saw a threat. And I said, hold on, hold on. Don't trip. Don't trip. It's cool, man. It's cool. I said, I just want to talk to you because you're a great driver. And then he looked at me and he said, I like fast cars. <laughs> and, 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 
And so he, he so yeah, so how did and you so bring, he's got a little he's got somebody's great knit sweater, like one of these Hermes sweaters that he must have stolen from a woman's car with a little guy's knit got style. Door. He's got for style, a he's got like a, a gold chain with a little gold razor blade on it from the Coke days. And and he was but he was not really coherent but i said to him i said remember i said here's what i want to talk to you i said i have a podcast have you listened to it and he said no and i said well we, we it's about porsches and and you're a great driver and he goes yeah and i go you're a great driver so you remember when you took my silver car i said i'm not mad i'm not calling the cops because you returned it great i said you took care of it he goes i like cars I like cars. And we was a little disjointed this conversation. And I said, well, I want to get the story of you taking the car. And clever, habitual criminal that he is, he said, he goes, I didn't take the car. I paid the security guard $20,000. I counted it out right in front of him. He sold me the car. Smart, right? It's a good, it's a, it's a clever excuse that's been programmed yes, into yes. him. He goes, I only buy cars because I don't want to go to jail. That's what, that's what you say when you buy cars too, right? He says, I buy, only buy cars because I don't, don't want to go, go to jail. jail. And I said, okay, we're not worried about that. I said, I said it's my fault because I left the keys in the car. And he goes, God put the car there. <laughs> and, and I, and, and he said, God, so there's yes, the truth. There's the he truth. He felt in the moment uh, God had put the car there, there for, for him. him. And I said, you, I said, you returned the Maybe car. Maybe he did. I, yeah. I, uh, or just stupidity. The God, you know, of, the God of stupid. There is an the, argument. The, that, the God of stupid put the car there for him. I was the God of stupid. But what and, if the comedy God said, uh, you know, this will be good for the show. We'll yes. sell some shirts. So we had a little <laughs> chat, but... I, he was not anyone we could have put at this stage of where he was at and whatever is going on with his morning. addiction and insanity. We couldn't put him on today. He'll be around, though. And he definitely, it was too filthy also. It was kind of nauseating in the time of COVID how dirty he was. Yeah. Uh, and I have a high tolerance for that, as you know. So he was bad. You wouldn't have wanted to be with 100 yards of him. But he did. I was quite relieved when you said he's not coming. Yeah, he he did. But only I think because of the COVID part. I just thought I'm not going to be able to trust that he's been tested. He clearly he told me he grew up in California. Okay, he's from California. I know he came from a good, uh, a, a nice household that that he liked cars. Uh, he he drove off, and then we encountered each other again. And then he he very nicely said to me, looked at me in the one M, and he was like, "Hey, man, nice car." Because oh, he man. didn't see me pull up. <clears throat> so how do we throw a net over this guy? At some point, we're going to throw a net over him. We're going to clean him up. But I can tell you, there it may well be that even if he was got sober and cleaned up and he medicated, however, his memory of the events. Uh, may be hazy. I think that he is on automatic pilot when yeah, he's yeah. on the yeah. when he's on the stuff. Uh, we'll take him to Phil Giebler Racing School. Oh wow! He oh, would wow. tell him it's a, there's a bag of meth if he wins. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask him about the porn? I said to him that I had the porn. He smiled, uh, but. <laughs> You just said, I have the porn. I said, I've got this. Did you ask him why he chose fat as girls? I think it was Big Black Racks number six. <laughs> that was the one. No, that, there was a girls the, and an as. There was like a an fat, A-Z-Z. P-H-A-T- P-H-A-T. I remember yeah, yeah. these things. And so I said, we, and actually, 
if I was in a rush to get here and he really was in a rush to leave too because he wasn't quite trusting yes. that I wasn't going to call the fuzz on him. I still, in my garage, have some of his belongings right there. Oh, wow. And I would have reunited him with them, but that probably would have sent him into some time-space flux. What, uh, wow. What is his name? Did he say his name? We didn't get to that. We, I didn't want to put him on the spot. What kind of bike did he have? A bad 10-speed. <laughs> like, a really bad 10-speed. But he had, That's a good brand that someone could create for Instagram. Really bad 10-speed because they are everywhere right now. Yeah. But mostly because the meth heads uh, create these little cities and they steal bikes yes. and break them down little and sell parts. Shops. The chop shops. And they're all over L.A. now. Yeah. They're kind of charming, actually. Yeah. Um, well, that is quite a story, Zuckerman. I, I get the feeling it's not the last chapter of the story. Um it was an exciting way for me to start Tuesday morning, though. It made me very happy to have that curveball thrown at us here in 2020. And we got, you got to stay on it. <clears throat> I know yeah. you will. And um, I'm excited. I mean, I think our goal ultimately would be to get him back to humanity in some sort of sober state and then get him behind the wheel of the 87 again <laughs> and make a nice video, like a, a, a Petrolicious video. <laughs> With him, with that story, some sort of bizarro world petrolicious video, that would be good. That would be it? hilarious. That would be great. Yeah, we would just have to wash his hands. Because remember, you know, wait now. Well, it, it, I just heard every listener go methylicious out there. Yes, <laughs> the methylicious video. I have to tell you that. Remember how grimy the inside of the car was? I don't know. It was okay. You weren't. I got it back from yeah. the police. And the inside had this grime on Some it, this film? kind of grimy film yeah. along with the print dust. And seeing him oh, right, in right. person, there a, was a grime on his hands, the grime of being a drug addict, living outside, not owning toilet paper or soap. There is a nastiness. <laughs> if I think about it, I could make myself wretch right wow. now. Well, I just brought, coincidentally, the 87 back to your hangar yesterday. It's been sitting in my Santa Monica hangar. And you had a comment about it. <clears throat> What's that? You had a comment about the rear, or the rear window having a sticky film yeah, on it. Yeah, it does, but Ugh. that's an adhesive of some kind. That, I'm so confused by that. Like, what adhesive was there? It, you know, and it could have just been something that we've never noticed. I, I, you know, I haven't been down to that hangar at Santa Monica for a while, so when I pulled the car out, I saw it in the sun, and it's just maybe something I never noticed. But mm. I know you like it. So I put yeah. the Targa in Santa Monica, and I brought that car here. And, and, and George, our Hungarian friend, has told me he has the plates for the Targa, and he told me about 13 days ago he was going to be right over with them. This is a very George <laughs> time. Thir I'll be right over means any time in the next month. He's supposed to be helping me with my Volkswagen, too. Yes. Yeah, he's, uh, he's slowing he's, down his age. There are times he is, he is unreliable. Yes. But... I don't think we should put the plates on the Targa, and I'll tell you why. I drove it for a couple days. That Beverly Hills plate that you put on the back, that dealer plate yes, from the awesome. 80s, is the greatest thing in the world. It looks so period correct. Yeah, and why would you want anything else? Um, I drove that to the uh, Cars and Coffee that <clears throat> they tried to shut it down, by the way. I don't, you, you weren't there, right? You were gone. Yeah. They, uh, oh, I missed we, last Sunday. They had five or six sheriff's trucks really? waiting. And when we reached early critical mass, when people had come in, they let everybody in early, 
maybe around 8.20, they, they started flashing their lights in unison and said, and I quote something like, kind of quote, you must disperse. If you do not leave, you will be arrested for trespassing. Please Ow. disperse or you will be arrested for trespassing. I'm glad I wasn't there because I <laughs> right? was taking real issue with that. Now, you've got a group of car guys who are in, in general kind of a rebellious kind of bad boy type, right? Who would love nothing more than a softball fight like the one that's just been presented by our law enforcement officers, which is in this mall that is open serving food. A public and coffee, place. A yes. public place. You will be arrested for trespassing. <laughs> so. The first thing that happened, I mean, aside from everybody ignoring him, some people, you know who left right away? The kind of illegal tuner kids and the right, Lamborghini right. and, you know, people didn't want to get tickets written up. But the, all, these old guys surrounded the cops and it got heated for a second. And I'm talking about old guys with white hair. They're like, what are you talking about? Start yelling at these cops. Two sheriffs and they were they were sheriffs got out. It wasn't our uh, California Highway Patrol or our LAPD, it was these, these sheriff guys, these local sheriff guys, and uh, they got a little heated. They go, you're not supposed to be, this is an illegal gathering. And the old guys Who are says? like, the, yeah, exactly. And they, they said, we're just here drinking coffee, looking at cars. Well, you're not, there's not supposed to be any car shows. And, and they were like, there isn't. People just gather here. <laughs> there's no organizational idea. No one is organizing this thing. We pretend to. As you know, has been going on since the epidemic started, and it happened on its own. And it's people I'm here getting in a coffee, car getting coffee. It exactly. just so happens it's a classic <clears throat> car, but nevertheless. And they, the one old guy, when I walked up, I heard him say, "You can't arrest anybody," and they go, "That's our discretion, and we can do whatever we want." Oh, really? And then, oh, good. I, I'm glad I wasn't there. Every one of the uh, officers got back in their cars and left. Yeah. <laughs> the show went off without a hitch. So thank you, Sephora. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what's the other place? Marmalade or anybody else? <laughs> or the landlord, the idiot landlord who's trying to shut. You will, you will not succeed in shutting this down. So just stop. <laughs> the social media, none of it is going to dissuade people from coming to our favorite places at the Malibu Country Mart, which we love. Getting a cup of coffee and talking to our friends and looking at cars. Everybody was wearing masks. It is not an officially organized event. And come on, leave us alone. Just leave us alone. Brings me to my next sponsor, Zuckerman. Let's talk about traffic tickets. Yes, the bane of your existence. Let's talk about the hassle of dealing with traffic tickets and even the bigger pain in the neck having to pay for those things. Maybe you've had your head in the sand for the majority of your adult life, but you know, there's people who can help you with these pesky traffic tickets. Ticket Dismissers is a law firm that handles traffic tickets in California, Nevada, Florida, New York, and New Jersey, all very important states. And we all know what those PCH traffic tickets out there to Malibu are like, especially the Ticket Dismisser guys who get pulled over in their Ticket Dismissers mobile all the time. Yes. It's so funny when it happens. Ticket Dismissers has a 94% success rate overall, Zuckerman. 94%. That's only 1% away from 95%. Oh, they wrote a joke. They are the only ones to appear on their client's behalf. That's you in court and fight your ticket, saving you both money and time. It's a no-brainer. Check them out on Instagram at Ticket Dismissers. 
That's at Ticket Dismissers, the at sign Ticket Dismissers, or on their website, TicketDismissers.com. They also offer 24-7 free consultations. So give them a call at 818-213-5130. 818-213-5130. Free consultations are uh, worth their weight in gold, Zuckerman. Love it. Worth their weight in gold, right? Because, uh, you know, my last ticket before I knew Ticket Dismissers wasn't even an entity... Um, I called someone randomly in the yellow pages, and the, that conversation led to uh, m- led to me not making a mistake. You know, the, the the officer had written the ticket in such a way where I was going to get points no matter what, even if I did traffic school Oof. in the GD two RS. He like he was very calculated in. I'm not going to write you up for this speed, but I'm going to put it at this speed. But it was still beyond a place that it where I could do traffic school for. So I, and I wasn't going to use a lawyer, so I was walking right into a ticket situation. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so ticket dismissers, come on, try it out. You guys will like this experience. Occasionally you get off on a ticket. Occasionally there's a mistake made. Occasionally there's things that the, uh, you know, they shouldn't be doing with these tickets. And, you know, don't listen to the police necessarily to get your legal advice. Listen to ticket dismissers. I need to call them. I'm pending three different oh no <laughs> three different <laughs> citations zuckerman that's good you should try them i haven't had three in a long time i need to call them three lemons what the what the what do you mean three speeding tickets i have when i first got pre-covid when i first got the 992 the aventurine green car i had a cop in west hollywood a sheriff in west hollywood pull me over claiming I did not signal a lane change and then harassed me that I I did not have plates on the car. I didn't have proof of insurance. And I told him, I've only had the car two weeks. He said, you should have had the plates already. I said, what do you want me to tell you? I don't. And he says, where's your insurance? I'm covered. Here on my phone is proof of insurance that I have on other cars. I'm covered automatically for the first 30 days. He also wrote me up for not having proof of insurance. So that was one I didn't deserve to get. The other two, I was speeding post-COVID, and I was speeding, and I deserved those tickets. I still need to get out of them. Wow. Yeah. Remember those early COVID days of the empty roads? Yeah. When it was just, that was good. It was good times. I want to talk about this car, and then I'm going to throw it to the Car Guys TV, who were a lot of fun to talk to. Um, but we had to do it on Zoom. Um, it was good, though. Those guys are going to come out. Car Guys TV are going to come out. Excellent. This, uh, I'm, I'm sitting on a lot of cars to review, Zuckerman. Sitting on a ton. Um, so i got to start moving through them. The 2021 Aston Martin Vantage Roadster. All right? I don't know if you saw that car. It's in ceramic blue. I had it a few weeks back. Um, let me tell you some stats on this car. It's 2021, right? Uh, they're selling them. Or they start being delivered fall 2020. Um, they're in the 150 MSRP range. Uh, it's got a four liter twin turbo, 32 valve, 503 horsepower, uh, 500 foot pounds of torque, eight speed automatic transition, transmission, two door, two passenger, front engine. Um, what are we? EPA mileage, we don't care, but it's 1824. Uh, weight is 3589. Mm. Zero to 60 is 3.7 Ooh-hoo. seconds. Top speed, Ooh. 90. Um, I Top had this speed is 190? It's 190. And I had this car for a week, Zuckerman. It's, you know, two-seater Aston Martin, new deal. 
Um, let me tell you what's been said about it, and I'll tell you if I agree with it. Um, one of the most compelling options in the competitive price range. True. In fact, their prices went down from announced prices. When really? you hear that, Aston Martin has lowered happened. their prices. Well, yes. When has that ever happened? That tells you <clears throat> end of times, Looks, for sure. Uh, to die for with sound to match. I would say yes. This is one of the more beautiful cars. When I put it up on Instagram, people thought, I guess when I was taking the picture, it looked Miata-ish. It is not. No, it is no, exotic. It is it's not. a little monster. I will tell you, in real life, I saw it. It is nothing like a Miata. Yeah, no. Miata wishes, Miata wishes. <laughs> the sound is hilarious when you turn on the exhaust. Is like... Combining loud static electricity with a trombone, electric trombone of some kind. It goes like that, Zuckerman. Tight, Sh- rapid farting. Tight, rapid, something new but electronic. And Tight, it- rapid, electronic farts. Yes. No, it was uh, an unlike like the Ford Mustang, which makes a noise, and the Lamborghini Huracan. This had an electric staccato thing happening that's new. And really fun. And, uh, you know, right away I was on a drive with Jackie, my son, and we, we pulled up next to this kid in a, a, a Honda or something. No, he had a, a Ford Focus ST, all blinged out YouTube style. And the two of us were just going back and forth down towards the PCH making noise, you know, getting on it and then letting off. And the, the kid went, he just, he pulls up to me at the red light and he goes, someday I have to get that. I've never heard a sound like that. And we were saying we really love the sound of your car, but it was really fun, little memorable drive. Those days will be overcome 2035 when California has mandated the sale of no gas-powered yeah, vehicles. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, I, we should talk about that. Um, but also, I've noticed a lot of cars aren't as loud. Well, Aston Martin, well, forget it. Where, where does it compare to the F-Type on the, the it's, loudest it's, setting? It, yeah, it's there. It's there. But it, again, it's very much like that sound, but it's a little more electric. It's new. It's fun. I found it interesting. Um, here is, you know, and I read this before I got in the car, and I thought, well, that's kind of a, a false boast, right? Least impressive uh, bragging that Aston Martin is saying. They're saying quickest power roof in the world in under seven seconds that can be operated up to 30 miles an hour. That's pretty quick, Ferriston. And, I, of course, I timed it. Porsche's yeah, it was like seconds. six plus. But let me tell you, here's how you use it. In sunny California, at least, where suddenly you're in a traffic jam and the sun's beating down on you, but you're still crawling along, you end up putting the top up and down on this thing every drive and being so happy and grateful that it's fast. The light turns yellow and then turns red. You've got plenty of time to check your messages while you're still sitting at the red light while you've already put it down. It's a very useful a thing having a fast roof it's funny it's a funny bragging point but when you put it that way i start thinking wow soon it's going to be like zero to 60 times you can go zero to 60 in the same time as you put and your cutting people's out. fingers off yeah it can't get too fast because it'll just decapitate <laughs> oh, <clears throat> but it's money. surprisingly useful the last drive i went you know what i really love this car because of that that roof I can move. I can move it up and down. It. I was happy. It made me happy. So that. So that was the thing I loved about the car most. Um, now you're talking about that Gavin Newsom announcement. 
that se- that seems late, frankly. No, no gas-powered cars. But I, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't worry about announcements about fifteen years from <laughs> 15 now. Years because, from the future. Sure. It's very optimistic that we're here yes. fifteen years from the future. Right? I would agree. I would agree. But it makes a statement that we're in trouble in the state. <laughs> Shit's burning down. <laughs> we're on fire. It's just like a it's like a bad dumpster fire. I know everybody had to write something on Twitter about it, and oh, either pro or against it. And look, yes, we should be a mostly electric. Look, there are a lot of people who don't care about cars. Let them drive electric cars and let them clean up the environment, and make that great. I would drive something electric on all. I, I like a car that maybe has a hundred miles all electric charge. And then, you know, so when I'm sitting in traffic or I'm doing crap driving, I don't have to hear the engine. I don't have to pollute. I'm for that. I like that. I don't, I don't, I don't care. In 15 years? In 15 years, really? You're you'll dear? be 71. When Look, you, I, uh, when you'll be wearing a sex of, diaper. They're, 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 I'm part of that. We're going to close Santa Monica Airport in 12 years. Okay. okay. Here we are. I'll be there later today. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't want to get upset on a Tuesday. Yeah, you do. Um... Anyway, let's uh, let's play this interview of our friends uh, Damian and Jason at the Car Guys TV. These guys, like I said, came to prominence in my life when they mentioned me and Zuckerman in our first shirt, and they wore the first shirt. And uh, we consider them, you know, like they have these sister cities in the United yes. States. Yes, they're our sister podcast. There are so Boston and, and San Francisco are linked. You know, this is and our, we're, we're kind of like what Bakersfield and they're like Leeds. Yes, they are. <clears throat> no. Well, Damien, um, he was in magazine publishing and apparently did quite well and sold his company and made a lot of money. And now he's just buying we cars. Want his money. <laughs> Tell, Damien, we want your money, too. He's we gonna, like you, but we like your money. He's got to come here. He wants to drive your going. Bring some money with you. Jason has a company, too, an IT company. He's a tech guy. And, and Damien sells his company and said, why money. don't we just quit? And why don't we just uh, make cars? I mean, uh, buy cars. It sounds cars. really good. It and, sounds fantastic. And it's like us. They're just having fun. They don't know where it's going. They do this. Uh, they have this YouTube channel. They have tons of subscribers. They're, you know, I pointed out. I go, look, you know, my kids were impressed because they watch YouTube. You're not the normal age YouTuber, which is usually yes. somewhere between 5 and 11. Um, but they don't care. They're like the Jeremy Clarksons of YouTube. The Benny Hills. Yeah. The Benny they, Hills of the car world. They just want to have fun uh, getting in cars and talking about it, and they're doing a great job. And um, I enjoyed my chat with them, and I think you will enjoy it, too. Jason, where are you right now? So, I mean, uh, deepest, darkest Essex, which is uh, on the <laughs> east coast of England, uh, just outside of London. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty bad out here. It's like a DMZ, really. It's, it's quite bad. <laughs> and Damien, what about you? I'm actually in the deepest, darkest, I'm in the deepest, darkest new forest. So uh, it's fairly primitive. There's no real working light bulbs at all. So uh, I'm uh, running with a small lantern at the moment to try and get the power. Well, thank you guys for coming on. I think you know how I found you, and it was because you actually found our shirts, the Spikes Car Radio shirts. I see you wearing one right now. Damien, you've got the original prototype, if I'm not mistaken there. The original Blau Punk, yep, with Zuckerman on the down. Spike, exactly. And um, yep. 
I think someone DM'd me and they said, have you guys seen this? And I started rolling the video and boy, did we laugh when we saw you. I don't remember what the first car was. It might have been a Bentley or a Rolls Royce uh, where you keep valuable things like your Spikes Car Radio t-shirt. I, I will tell you both, nothing has impressed my kids more that I've done in entertainment than that moment of yours in your, because you guys, you're not just good at what you do, but you're YouTubers, right? You're the, you're their world. And the, 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 right. they could not believe that these guys with accents from this strange country knew who I was. So I want to, first of all, just thank you for that. Um, since uh, you know, we were very entertained by it. But then I, then I started watching um, Car Guys, t the the Car Guys TV. I have so many questions. You know, first of all, it's great. It's really fun to watch both of you guys kind of interact. You know, you've got that going on for you. But you know, tell me how this happened, because here's here are the pieces I can't figure out, and I'm gonna direct the questions at either one of you because of the Zoom and the three of us, but. You know, uh, Damien, who is one of you the founder of this thing, or did you do it together? Yeah, I mean, I mean, first of all, it's a massive privilege to be on on the show. We have listened since episode one, and you know, we've been we've been listening to all. So this is like a, an incredible buzz <laughs> for us to be on this show, um, and hopefully, at some point in the future, we can get over to LA and and meet you guys in person because uh, that's probably one of our dreams right now. <laughs> We'll make it happen um, for but sure. in terms of the car guys itself, I mean, uh, you know, we're, we're both really, the, that'd be awesome, yeah. I mean, we're both really um, the, the, the founders and the presenters and the filmers and the editors of the show. And it just really came about from, from our point of view, a love of the Cannonball Run movie. And then I had a load of time on my hands and uh, really wanted to learn film editing and how to sort of film and how to edit and do all those sort of things just to keep my mind from turning to mush and then i decided i had a car collection as well so kind of like cars filming that both came together and jason i knew uh, from about 10 years ago we both had a similar outlook on cars but with very different backgrounds and we did some tests to see whether it could work so we both went in the car bear in mind that everything we do there is no script whatsoever so we get in the car and hopefully after a, after a couple of hours there's some gold or some comedy in there but mm -hmm. we never know getting in the car we literally just you know hope that it's going to happen and we did a few tests. They kind of worked out okay. And, and hey, presto, then we launched the channel. And so you get you get a call from uh, Damien, Jason. What are you doing in that? What, what, what is your occupation in that moment? <laughs> You're like, he's going, hey, I know we're a couple of old guys who had a lot of cars. And we want to be YouTubers. And we're about 50 years too old to do that. But we're going to do it. <laughs> Where does he find yeah. you? What, what are you doing in that moment? And what's your job? So, so I've got, I've got an, I've got a really boring job. I've got an IT company. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm there fiddling around with computers. Damien's basically sold his business. He's like, you know, he's got loads of time on his hands, and he's like, well, oh, you know, I think I tell you what it was. The defining moment was, it was the Ferrari. It was the super fast. Mm -hmm. So, we'd watch. We obviously watched quite a lot of YouTube. You know, the standards, the standard people, and then everybody was driving the super fast. Right, every all the YouTubers were out. They were all got taken out to by Ferrari to 
to Marinello to come and drive this car. And Damien was like, I've got one of these things on order. Why am I not driving one of these cars? And we're like, do you know, well, why don't we just do what they do? It'll be all right. It'll be fun. And, and, and that literally was, that, that was the moment. It was like, uh, but the thing is, is that we couldn't be serious. We, we can't be serious. Right. You know, some people, some of these YouTubers are really, you know, very focused. They know all the stats. I mean, we know literally nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> That, I wouldn't say that. I mean, that's some of my favorite shows are, are car guys having fun in cars. And I'm, you know, I can relate to that statement, you know, because people are always saying to me, you know, you're a car journalist. I go, I'm not. I'm an, I work in entertainment. I'm an enthusiast. I'm what I'm shooting and what I'm recording is me learning about this stuff. And I and I never really presume to be the expert because I never am. Um, but so. So when he says you you sold this company, what it, what was your business before Car Guys TV? Oh, so I had a magazine publishing business. So uh -huh. it was all about technology stuff like that. So really, from my background is more on the journalistic side, and that's how I sort of know all about sort of making sure that when we produce the videos, it's high quality. We've got all the rights. You know, I cover all those angles. Make sure that it's all done professionally. That's my background. Never did any video at all in my old business. It was all print publishing, mm -hmm. but um, but it sort of set me up in terms of uh, the principles needed. To, to start a good business for this. The Car Guys could be a whole franchise, right? I mean, why wouldn't you now go back and start yeah. a Car Guys magazine? <laughs> it's like the, no the reason fun, why not. No reason right now, right? Okay, so, so here's one of my first big questions. So the cars, because you guys get a lot of great cars, and I haven't been yeah, able to figure out. They're not stolen. Yeah, uh, that's, what I'm, that's the question. Like, are these press cars... Are these your cars? Are people loaning you cars? How is your gig working? Like Doug DeMuro, he's got some cool cars, but people loan him the cars, he does reviews, and then he hands them back. What are we looking at on your side? So I, really, I, I mean, a lot, of them, a lot of them are my cars. A lot of them are my cars, so, right. um, so definitely... And you know my my cars with us were the sort of core. Uh, we've got some of Jason's as well. And then now, as we sort of kind of get a bit bigger, we get some of the viewers wanting us to drive their cars, and we're also getting cars from dealers sometimes. The dealers who are hoping that we're going to buy the cars. So you know that's the main <laughs> thing. I mean, we're real, we, we're actual car buyers. We're not just like kids borrowing these things, enjoy riding them around and, and filming it. We do actually buy you know a lot of cars as well. So that gives us credit with some of those manufacturers and, and that gets us access Jason tell me what you collect and 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 the stuff that Damien really hates that you collect <laughs> <laughs> I think Damien really hates all of my collection <laughs> I'm, I'm at the uh, I'm at the lower end of the market so I like think I like eclectic stuff I like stuff that's a bit out there and a bit strange so uh, the Fiat 500 is is mm -hmm. mine, Be I, and honestly, that's about as much fun as you can have in four wheels. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're sitting shoulder to shoulder, and we're not big people either. We're about you know normal style. That is a brilliant car. Talbot Sunbeam was you know that was just an absolute gift. That car, amazing car. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I'm much lower down budget wise, but but equally as much fun, right? So cars don't have to be. You don't have to be buying Ferraris to enjoy driving them this you know it's all good mm-hmm and damien what are you yeah what are you on my side so that's 
Go ahead. What are you talking about? Noise. <laughs> well, that's the that's most? the joy. That's the that's the joy, really, of 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 the fact of the two of us is that we're quite different people. We have got similar views. So I'm I'm more on the sort of high end. So so I'm primarily more more Ferraris and, and Porsche and quite an eclectic collection. So I've got an old Land Rover Series Two A, which I know you'll appreciate, Spike. I have one. Uh, you love them. Yeah, um, but I've, and I've also I've got a Lamborghini, I've got a Honda NSX, a Rolls Royce Phantom Coupe, McLaren six seven five LT, you know those sort of things. But but it's really sort of Ferraris and Porsche, which is the real the real core of the things that that I love. And and tell me, um, and Damien first, where do you drive? Like, are you around London? You say you're out in the woods, but are you are you London? like area i mean what kind of roads every time i i talk to a friend that's been in london they're like the speed cameras have ruined the city you can't enjoy a car anymore you can do you know if you're not paying attention you can lose your license in one drive by going yep. through too many right which is a really yep. scary idea to a guy like me so <laughs> where do you drive in england these days and enjoy the cars Either one. Go well, ahead. the main thing, I think the key thing is like London, it, yeah, definitely is, is not a place to go and drive your cars. You you live there, but you do not, most, most people don't have cars in London. There's just no point. So I'm about an hour and a half away. Um, I'm in the south of England. Uh, the roads are a lot quieter. Uh, there's some good places. But to be honest, if you really, really want to drive your cars properly, you've got to go to either Wales or the Lake District, or Scotland. So those are the real places, particularly <laughs> Scotland. If you can get up oh, to yeah? Scotland with your car, it is the greatest experience. Honestly, it's amazing. What do they have speed limits in Scotland? Do they let you drink behind? What is so great about it? <laughs> They're very loosely enforced. <laughs> is it guys in kilts <laughs> with like laser guns? <laughs> you drive by fast, and the kilt goes up, and they try to push it down. That's exactly what it is. If you go fast enough, you blow the kilt up, and the kilt covers up the speed camera. So that's wow. what you're supposed to do. That's the technique. Well, I've never heard someone say Scotland has the best driving roads before. But um, seriously, yeah. it, uh, what, but first, like not not having been there, and you know, I'm the only. I believe I'm the only Irish citizen who's never been to his homeland. <laughs> <laughs> to my home country yet. First of all, are you driving on what side of the road are you driving on in Scotland? You're driving on the left. Direct side. <laughs> oh, really? So it's one of those situations. All right. And then well, the reason why Scotland's so good is because there's hardly any people there. So it's a very big country, but not most people live in the sort of cities, and therefore the roads outside, which are stupendous, are almost empty. So you can just drive just some of some of the greatest sort of mountain roads and passes. I mean, that's where if you remember in Skyfall, you know, James Bond took his, his DB5 up there. And, uh, and, and, you know, that road, for example, is fantastic. But it's just some of the best roads really in, in Europe can be found in Scotland, but also Wales as well. But Scotland, I think, probably is is the number one for us. It's funny you're saying, I just watched Skyfall two days ago and I watched that scene. I was like, boy, that is a road. And now we're talking yeah. about it. It's so interesting. Um, wow, this is amazing. This is going to be good. I, I got to I gotta come out there. Do you guys ever think about driving left-hand drive cars the way we think about buying one right-hand drive car? Because <laughs> I, I'm going to. I'm going to get, I like the, uh, the complicated nature of the right-hand drive and learning. It's just another added level of difficulty that makes the enjoyment more. 
And yeah, uh, it's very Zuck- strange. Yeah, Zuckerman has, I believe, he has a right-hand drive Lancia that I drove. That you know is not only difficult to drive here, but it's also really expensive to crash. So I really like <laughs> the, the stress of that car. Are any of your cars <laughs> left-hand drivers? I'm sure I'm trying to think. Actually, I don't think any of mine are now. I used to have um, I used to have a Ferrari F40, mm-hmm. and that was left-hand drive. And and to be honest, you just you just jump between. You acclimatize really quickly. Your brain works really well to just switch instantly. So I've just been to Europe in in one of my Ferraris, and you know you you get on the the tunnel going from the UK to France. And you start off, you're on the left, you go through the tunnel and you're on the right and the brain just switches and all of a sudden this, you know, it's just as natural as it was if you're driving on the left. It's amazing how adaptable the brain is. And, and I find no, no issue whatsoever. I'm going to put one caveat to that though. Uh, that's all right if you do it all the time, right? But if you have a long period of time between right and left hand drive. So I had a period of about 10 years from going to driving in France, driving on the continent, and then driving in LA, and getting used to being on that side of the road again, it, it's very weird because because you're sitting there, you you're it, it's strange to have the the A pillar right next to you. you. You're expecting quite a lot more car on your left hand side than you've actually got, mm-hmm. and and then trying to figure out that you've got all of this car on your right hand side, and you're trying to fit yourself in the lane and. I mean, God, the concentration levels just go through the roof. You're absolutely shattered. Two hours in a car, you're absolutely done because your brain is constantly trying to figure out, if, are you in the right place? Are you going to crash? You're going to hit someone? It's just weird. Yeah, I like that. That's what relaxes me is that concentration level because then I can't focus <laughs> on all the shitty things that are happening in my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just right. trying to survive. I always find that I'm hanging my passenger over the yellow line into oncoming traffic. So that's what I'm yeah, trying to do. Life. I'm trying to save that life more than more than my own. Um, <laughs> so the car guys TV. What is your what is your dream for this? Because it, it's interesting. It's got a top gear vibe to it. The old school kind of top gear. It's uh, it's. How long have you guys been doing this? Just now, a couple of years or even less? It's about we three started years in now. June, doing. yeah, June two thousand and seventeen. Oh, okay, there that makes sense. So now you're just getting your stride. Where do you where do you want to take this thing? What are you trying to do? Well, the dream from our point of view was always to drive all the all the cars that we always wanted to drive that we hadn't we hadn't yet got into. So that was we thought if we could create a channel and use our own cars as the credibility, mm-hmm. then we might be able to persuade really gullible people to let <laughs> us drive their cars, and all of a sudden we could tick off all the boxes of all those great cars that we've we've never actually driven. So that's what we're doing at the moment. We're just gradually going through this enormous sort of tick list of cars that we've always wanted wanted to drive and get through those and also at the same time I think you're right you know the vibe we're going for was was very much sort of old top gear by by virtue of the fact that there's two of us and most youtubers it's just the one guy but that allowed us to riff off each other um but mainly we're just really old and therefore (laughs) that's what gives you the top gear vibe because we're old men driving cars that's the code Top Gear. Yeah. It's a compliment, but it's also an insult. Jason, <laughs> yes. what is it? Tell me, tell me these cars that you want to drive. Like, if I, if you could drive anything, and I saw one of mine this morning because this fella here in Beverly Hills, Bruce Meyer, owns the this 1961 Ferrari 
250 short wheelbase that just happened at one oh, race yeah. called yeah. Le Mans. Silver of with course. blue stripe. Yeah. He had it this morning at Cars Your and favorite. Coffee. Yeah, had it at Cars and Coffee, just just sitting there. Just there. That, that's the thing that I want to probably drive second most in the world. Uh, number one is the Steve McQueen XKSS at the Peterman Automies Museum that... that uh, they promised me. Both cars have been promised me to drive. I've yet, <laughs> I've yet to see them uh, come into my driveway. So, what, Jason? What is it that you want to drive that you haven't driven already? I, I, for me, it, it's about those poster cars when you're a kid, right? So it's the XJ two twenties. Mm-hmm. It's the Lamborghini Countach. It's the, well, I've driven an F forty, so we tick that one off the list. That's fantastic. It's the nine five nine Porsches. The, yeah. The you know, it's those types of cars for me. Absolutely, a hundred percent. It's all of those cars when I was a kid that you would, you know, you'd buy the magazines every month and you would just completely consume all of the content and going, oh, those things are amazing. It's about getting at getting seat time in those cars. You guys have to plan a trip to LA because we can do this in one day. Everyone you mentioned, <laughs> I, like Matt Ferrer's got the Countach. He's going to let you drive yep. that. <laughs> That's not yep. a problem. Seinfeld's got the 959. We'll just take it. He's never out here because he's afraid of the virus. <laughs> and rightfully so. And then yeah. the Jaguar, that's easy to find. What, what about yeah. you, Damien? What, what about the uh, what about the Gullwing and, uh, and the 917 as well? I mean, obviously we can tick those the off. The Gullwing but... Zuckerman has... And he's got a, yeah, yeah. he's very generous with his cars, and he'd be happy to let you drive anything you guys want. And very then well, the 917, I've driven that. It's uh, that rarely is out there to be driven, but uh, <laughs> I could probably arrange for us to look at it. <laughs> oh, oh well, that's that's good. <laughs> they're uh, they're amazing cars, and by the way, they had the steering wheels on the right side there too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. You, you know, you feel very comfortable there. The shifters on the left. You just don't want to blow the shift because you may blow the engine. You don't want to crash yeah. it because you may lose your legs. And then it just might explode <laughs> if it feels like exploding. So <laughs> just know you might get trapped inside a burning thing. Um, Damien. The full what? experience, right? Yeah, it's a f- <laughs> the full experience. <laughs> what about you? What, what is it that you're uh, really hankering to drive that you haven't driven? Because it sounds like you've, you've bought some of your dream cars already. Yeah, no, I, I do have a steady collection of, of the dream cars. I have ticked a lot off. I haven't driven a Ferrari F50 yet. Uh, not driven a Lamborghini Miura, uh, oh, which yeah. is also one of my favourite cars. So I need to get into one of those. Interestingly, talking about the 917, we just we did a video on uh, on our top ten Porsche of all time, and we said in that I don't think we'll ever drive a 917 because obviously we're not billionaires. And uh, and so recently I I've put in an order for a half scale 917 <laughs> Porsche, which which they build. There's, there's a guy that builds it yes. over here. He's the only one that does it. It's a half scale car and with an engine. And actually, I can fit in it. So, so there's me thinking well, I'd never get to drive one. Well, in fact, I've got one on order. <laughs> that is going to be a great video when you shoot it. Here's my pitch for you, <laughs> totally. right? The opening of your video is shot in such a way that it looks like the full-size 917. And then you step yeah. into frame and we see it's not. <laughs> but I, I have to tell you, at this point in time in car journalism, I would rather see you review that than a real 917. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. I want to know everything about that. See, this is what, what makes yeah. your show so great, guys. You're doing the stuff. That yeah, I'm going to document it. 
yeah. I'm going to document the build. I'm going to document what it's like. And because the thing is, it arrived and to show it off. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then I thought, but well, there's no way I can obviously drive it. But but actually, when I dropped down into it, I could I could pretty much fit. So I can I could drive that around. And and I think that's going to be that's that's exclusive, by the way. No one knows that I foolishly ordered this half scale <laughs> nine seventeen. And you're telling me you can register this register it for the street in London. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much I can drive it on the street yet, but it does have all of the, in theory, controls. So, um, wow. so I don't know. I think that'll be something I'll discover. I can certainly drive it around on private roads, no problem, and on track if I wanted to. Um, but uh, we'll see whether it can go out on road. I'm not sure at the moment, but hopefully, how, yes. How difficult is it to take? You know, I, I saw a bunch of stuff today at the Cars and Coffee that I'm reasonably sure wasn't registered and or not legal. <laughs> Yet they were driven there, right? And it's mostly because the police are, you know, look the other way on a Sunday and may not bust balls. But what is it like in England with that stuff? Are they are they overheated about stuff, or do they look the draconian. other way? Draconian. Draconian. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't they, think it's that bad. Uh, I think uh, I think something like this, where it's made by heart, is there's hardly any made. Uh, as long as it's got indicators on it, and as long as I don't flaunt it in front of the police, then then I'm sure I could probably get away with it. Yeah, the, the problem especially if I only is, drive it far away. Yeah, the problem we have is that all the all the police cars now have got computers in them, so they input the number plate and they instantly tell you, tell them if it's registered, taxed, insured, MOT'd, because we have you know things called MOTs over here to make sure it's actually roadworthy. Uh, so all of that stuff is instantly available to them, and if they're having a particularly bad day, because let's face it, the weather here is shocking. So every day is a bad day. Uh, yeah, you're likely to get yeah find yourself in prison. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah but it's fine. It's fine though because. <laughs> but but all I'll all I'll do is I'll just take I'll just take Jerry's number plate off of his car <clears throat> and then put it on mine. So it will be taxed and registered. Yeah. <laughs> Where did my plate go? <laughs> I don't think he's seen his cars. He's been locked in New York. I, he's got cars out in Long Island, but. Um, there's so many of them. You know who we saw? Jay was out this morning driving a, a, a Cunningham something or other car. You guys would probably know. But, wow. Um, yeah, he's been uh, – it was really fun. I mean, they, we're so happy, all of us, that we're in L.A. and we're in California and we've got this nice weather and we can drive, you know, during this madness, you know. Um, yeah. How was Fireball this morning? Fireball. He's uh, well. He was quite a story. He turned out to be a, a pretty great guy. Friendly. Yeah. Friendly. Turns out he was um, just helping this young man. So James. I don't know. I'm now suspicious of Fireball a little bit. But the uh, the he he you know he's a car designer and he you know he designed the original Batmobile. Wow. Did you catch that part of the interview? The first yeah. one in the yeah, yeah. movie. And he Amazing. talked about that and. You know, plus and you've been berating him for three episodes. I did, I had. And, you know, <laughs> I brought it up with some folks today, and they said they don't buy it. We don't We don't think that story's true. We think Fireball's lying. So I don't know what, <laughs> why Fireball has his detractors. He seems like a great guy. I like the way he came off in the uh, podcast, and we're going we're gonna to keep bring him, bringing him back for sure. He also kind of represents a different kind of car culture, than our little group, which is the hot rodder guys. Um, yeah. And they're quirky and they're odd and they have these freaky cars and 
One guy has a like a an outlaw fake do 356 speedster that's got machine guns on it and army wow. i mean just <laughs> things that you wouldn't consider past the age of 5 but <laughs> you know this guy built it and he loves it and it that's kind of their whole world and and i don't know i i like it and i like fireball and and i'm happy we kind of made friends with him um, I'm pretty sure you said he was worse than Hitler two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I'm prone to hyperbole. I, I can get hyperbolic. Uh, I'm a writer. I think I'm allowed to exaggerate. Uh, this morning at the Cars and Coffee, though, the real the real uh, bad guys were there. Because, see, this isn't Fireball. And this is, this is the proof it's not Fireball. The police, they had five or six sheriff's cars out there this morning. And wow. they allowed everybody to come in. And then they got on their PA system and they said, if you do not leave, you will be arrested for trespassing. Wow. Really? That's <laughs> right. ridiculous. And everybody laughed. And they said, you must leave now or you're going to be towed and arrested for trespassing. Everybody laughed again. And then it was, you know, everybody's bored. And these car guys who are all tough guys, like five old guys surrounded one of the police cars. And they went, what are you talking about, officers? And the guys get out of their cars and they go, we've been called by the landlord and told to break this thing up. And if you don't leave, you're trespassing. Unless you have a cup of coffee. And everybody held their coffee up. <laughs> and then the old guys were like, you can't, you can't do this, man. They start mixing it up with these two sheriffs. And I'm like, this is so hilarious. And the sheriffs are like, we can do whatever we want. And, and then I thought there was going to be a legitimate beatdown. Like, these cops no. were going to beat these old men. And then the cops just left. They all took off. So they, they came. They were called to come and break it up. They said what they had to say. Nobody left. And then the police left, and we had a nice little car show. Until, wow. and I think this is a problem you can relate to, until the Lamborghini guys showed up. Uh, around 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Classic. Like, like at Harrods, the revving of engines and the noise and the speeding down streets. They started yeah. doing that stuff. Um, and that's when I, I, I get the hell out of there because I'm sure SWAT was going to be called in after that. You're <laughs> <laughs> a different species to Lambo people. Yeah. So you have that problem there, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't understand it. I mean, I love the Lamborghini Huracan. It's one of my favorite cars. Uh, you know, I like the brand. I just don't. Some of the people buying that brand. Uh, it attracts uh, a certain type of person. Right. Yeah. The new ones do. They're, they're <laughs> loud and they're bright. You know. Yeah. It. 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 We. I was talking to someone this morning. That and the new Ford GT500. I. I have a little trouble starting it up in the garage because I don't want to disturb my neighbors. Right. So when I'm getting up at <laughs> yeah. six thirty to go. You know, frequently I just won't take take a car like that, right? And it, no, it that's because we're old, though. Because we're old and nice, right? Because we're, we're, we're old not and fresh, right? Young, yeah. What What about these rumors I hear in England of, you know, and I can relate to this because I'm a New England guy. That you know, if you're driving something nice and new and Ferrari-ish, that sometimes people just take a key and go right down to the paint of the car. Is that, is that attitude prevalent there? It doesn't happen uh, that often, actually, I have to say. I mean, it, it, ha it does happen occasionally. You do get a bit of jealousy, and you've got to be careful certain areas that you go to with your cars. But, I mean, so far, touch wood, I've not had, I've not had anything 
keyed or damaged specifically by anyone. I've had people sit on them for photos. Um, I had I had someone at one point put their put their toddler on the roof of the car so they could take a picture of them. Um, but uh, but I've never had. I don't think anyone sort of like deliberately scratch anything. Wow, that's not cool. <laughs> um. <laughs> What what so uh, before we go when you come out to L.A. what what else are you guys up for seeing like what are you guys consuming over there from our American car scene uh, aside from Spike's car radio what's 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 going on in England as far as content like no, that's, it. that's it that's it just us yeah There's nothing else no. <laughs> <laughs> what what are you listening to what are you watching car wise oh wow well Matt Farah obviously. I mean, uh, He's uh, he's we're a big fan of his channel mm-hmm. and everything he does. Um, so that that's high on the list. Salamandrian is interesting on YouTube, but uh, that is pure entertainment and nothing else. That's all a bit odd and strange. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I consume quite a lot of Dodgers baseball, and I can't believe we're doing this right in the middle of a Dodgers game. So uh, why, that's why weird, are but you not watching a lot of Dodgers? I mean, I love yeah. the Dodgers, but why, why are you watching the Dodgers? Because I, because I love, I love the Dodgers too. You're I've been coming out to LA for years, so yeah. um, saw my first baseball game in 2008 and at Dodger Stadium, and and it was hooked from that point onwards. So yeah, I consume it as much as I possibly can, which is a real pain from the time perspective because most games start at like 2 a.m. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is no fun at all. Uh, hmm. But yeah, which, do you like baseball more than cricket, more than soccer? Oh. because you can drink and eat (laughs) that's fantastic well gentlemen i appreciate you taking time on your sunday night and doing this um i know the listeners wanted to meet you for a long time and now here you are so when you get here when you're coming out obviously let us know and we'll have you in studio and we'll we'll do the deal We'll do cool. the deal. Definitely. We'll drive around. We'll drive cars. We'll make videos. We'll go to a Dodger yeah. game. We'll get arrested Brilliant. at the Cars and Coffee together. <laughs> yes, all of these things. All of these things. This will be just literally be the greatest, greatest time It'll of our lives. The greatest car holiday me. you've ever had. We'll we'll rent Lamborghinis <laughs> and make noise with our friends in the Lamborghini. <laughs> there they are, Zuckerman. Another one I missed. Damien and Jason, please pay attention to my uh, Instagram feed tomorrow, Thursday, So uh, where I'm going to be announcing the Porsche subscription rental app sweepstakes. That's right. All you're going to have to do is comment on the post or tag your friends on the post. It automatically enters you into uh, a sweepstakes for a free weekend with a 911 anywhere in the U.S. How about that? You'll get a free 911 for the weekend just to drive around wherever the heck you are want so uh subscribe spikes car radio go to my instagram and make sure you follow me tell your friends to follow me if they want to be involved and uh look for that post you'll uh maybe uh, you know what i'll do i'm getting my i'm getting my new 911 992 cabriolet for the month so i'll take a picture with that and that will be the post for you to comment on we'll see you next week on spikes car radio Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.